the Wilderness, a 10-day guided devotional by Melinda Rackley. Day 10, Help My Unbelief. When I first began this journey, I could not understand how the 10 to 11-day journey turned into a 40-year curse. Now, as I sit at my desk finishing the final day of the devotional, I wholeheartedly understand, and one word sums it up, unbelief. As I walked to Canaan in my spirit, my mind was stuck in Egypt, and unbelief kept me chained to doubt. It's easy for me to believe that Jesus is the Son of God, or that a virgin named Mary gave birth to him. It's easy to believe that a man died on a cross for a sin I had not yet committed. I have no problem believing that God is a healer and giver of life, but it was a constant struggle for me to believe that he has plans of good for my life and I can actually have them in this lifetime. My unbelief spoke loud and clear saying, yes, God can do it, but will he do it for you? I allowed this thought to plant a seed in my mind and before I knew it, a simple 10 day task turned into a 17 day journey. Each day, I tackled a new part of me, and the closer I came to the finish line, the harder I fought with my mind to get to the promised land. For me, the promised land was God's perfect peace because I struggled with it so hard after having my daughter in 2012. On January 27th of 2019, I sat at the computer to write but could not seem to find any words. All I could think of was the seven years I spent roaming in the wilderness. I thought of all the time I wasted disobeying and not believing. I thought of every test I failed and all the negative emotions I held on to. I concluded that there was indeed an issue and everything was tied to only one thing. That one thing was unbelief. When a person does not believe, they will not obey. And when they do not obey, they do not receive the reward. When we submit to believing in God, we accept without rejection, which means there is a firm faith in what he has already done. Ecclesiastes chapter 6 verse 10 says it best. Whatever exists has already been named, and what humanity is has been known. No one can contend with someone who is stronger. I took a few days to dive into this passage and I was forced to ask myself a tough question. Do I believe that God is stronger? This question reminded me of the Israelites who did not believe that God's word was stronger than the giants in Canaan. They did not believe that God's way was the best way and their unbelief caused them to go against God's commands. We see this outlined in Numbers chapter 14, verses 41 through 45. But Moses said, Why are you disobeying the Lord's commands? This will not succeed. Do not go up because the Lord is not with you. You will be defeated by your enemies. For the Amalekites and the Canaanites will face you there. Because you have turned away from the Lord, he will not be with you and you will fall by the sword. 
Nevertheless, in their presumption, they went up towards the highest point in the hill country, though neither Moses nor the Ark of the Lord's Covenant moved from the camp. Then the Amalekites and the Canaanites who lived in that hill country came down and attacked them and beat them all the way to Hormah. The first step to overcoming unbelief is recognizing that God is stronger. If the Israelites would have believed, they would have been able to submit to the messenger and follow God's commands. If they would have believed, they would have known that God's words will not return void. If they would have believed, they would have understood that if God led you to it, he will take you through it. They derailed their destiny with unbelief. By now, I am confident that you are trustworthy and this is a safe space. So I boldly admit that I know God is great, but I did not always believe that he was stronger. God sent his only son. His son hung on a cross with thorns in his head and nails in his hands and feet. God loves me so much that every hair I have is numbered. And even though there are billions of people in the world, he still keeps looking out for me. Just like the children of Israel, he provides daily bread and always keeps his promises. And I still didn't believe that he was stronger. It took me a while, but I have it now. And total acceptance of this reality has helped me lean into total belief in God. This is the second way to overcome unbelief. The more you lean into God, the more you realize that he will not let you fall. Remember, the sole purpose of any wilderness is total reliance on God. I struggled with this until January 30th of 2019, after finally experiencing the eye-opening, heart-shifting peace of God. He is stronger than my limited mind and tiny plans. He cares so much about me that he carved a space in the world that only I can fill and then took time to create a leader just for me. He carried me through a stroke that should have killed me and covered me while I sat down even though I should have been working. God thought I was ready for a promise and held my hand as I walked through the wilderness. Even in all of this, I still had shadows of doubt and seeds of unbelief. Unbelief will make you sit in the car and wait for the rain to end, even though you have an umbrella. Unbelief says the wind is too strong and you will get wet. Unbelief will cause you to focus on your limited resources instead of God's unlimited provisions. Unbelief operates in feelings and ignores the facts. Unbelief magnifies the pressure of unreliable emotions and you will be unable to see God's provisions. Unbelief halts the process by positioning you in the shadows of doubt which prevent you from resting in God, releasing your past, or obeying his commands. Unbelief shifts your focus from guarding your heart and makes you anxious about tomorrow. My dear, beautiful, and intelligent God-led reader, I know you get my point, but I simply must say it. Unbelief is something you cannot take anywhere any longer. Do not take it to bed. Do not take it to work. Do not let it ride in your car. And please do not allow it to rest in your mind. 
The moment you recognize unbelief, you must drown it with God's word. I cling to Mark chapter 9, verse 23. This one verse snaps me back to reality while giving me hope at the same time. It says, Jesus said unto him, If thou canst believe, all things are possible to him that believe. Until day 10, I had limits on my belief. Those limits can now be identified as unbelief. I no longer want to play in the neighborhood of unbelief, so I humbly submit to God in this transition, and I encourage you to do the same. Maybe your transition is a new job or relationship. Whatever it is, just know that you are not alone. We are all transitioning out of something or into something, but your individual belief is the determining factor for delay or completion. I decided that I would not prolong any wilderness in my life any longer. This is the final step to overcoming unbelief. Make a decision. I cannot make this decision for you, but I can say that the peace that comes with total belief in God will surpass all understanding and allow you to fully rest in Him. Belief is the key that unlocks the wilderness exit door, but you cannot use my key for your door. You must believe for yourself, and when you do, nothing can keep you from coming out of the wilderness. For more information on this 10-day guided devotional or to gain information on how you can create your own devotional, contact Melinda Rackley at rackhousepublishing at mail.com. That's R-A-C-K-H-O-U-S-E publishing at mail.com. Thank you. Thank you.